Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground, take on secret identities in order to provide our candid views on a handful of stocks We're out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we disguise our voices and they'll never know. This week we look at the July 24, 2009 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. Um, and I want to say happy birthday to a special relative who I won't name. Um, but uh, before we get to that, a couple of caveats. Uh, Vern, you know, it's the caveat yeah, part couple. of the show. Yeah. Uh, this show is for entertainment purposes you only. You can take a nap right now. And you may not be entertained, so that's not a guarantee. Also, we may have ungodly numbers of conflicts of interest that you may not even imagine. Like owning right? the stock we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, mostly that, absolutely. And also, most importantly, it's after hours, after work. We're kind of off the clock. We may be having an adult beverage, and we may be completely uninformed. So that's important to know. And I'm going to be back. We, we could say something inappropriate. Uh-oh. Put your children to bed, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be back at the back half of the show to talk about, as I do every week, three terrific value ideas. Uh, Valmont Industries... Uh, there's a story there mainly around tubing, uh, so stick around. National Presto, <laughs> which makes pots and pans exciting, and GenCorp, which I'm going to read what they do while Vern's talking. So uh, with a uh, lot of ado this week because he's sharing his microphone because I forgot mine. It's very late. Uh, Vern Value. Vern, take it away. What an introduction. Thank you so much. Well, I have um, I have – Three stocks that are of, uh, you know, dubious all, value. Well, they're not, uh, they're not everyday names. Although one of them, I bet most people have heard on that Snap on. But I'm going to lead off this week with an idea that is, uh, I think, in the background, partially a uh, takeover idea. Okay, but uh, it's just a right now it looks like a, a terrific value, um, you know, on a regular basis. You know, just terms of being in stock without the takeover <laughs> potential but strategically i think they're in a really good spot who is it it's called Gorm- i'm suspense. sorry too much yeah, too much really. uh, introduction Just get to it the name of the company is gorman rupp uh, the uh, symbol is grc and uh, i think they've been around forever i don't really know this company they sell uh, pumps uh, and according to the value line description sounds like it must be every type of pump that is used in the world um and the first application that the value line analyst has down, I presume the largest application, or, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you start with largest to smallest? I think you're required it's to. It's not alphabetical. The yeah, they make So they lead off with water and then wastewater. Well, water management uh, is, you know, people talk about water being the oil of the 21st century. And, They've uh, been talking about that since the 19th century, though. You know, there's a, uh, well, but it seems more. Uh, Great Lakes, you know. A lot of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of water. True, true. Uh, you need pipes but I think to get the waters somewhere. That's lower than need. they've been. Well, I think you're, uh, you're going to see more investment in capturing water from any source and cleaning it up so that we can drink it again and then, you know, recycle right. it through the you. system. I mean, yeah. 
So, I will say that coastal areas increasingly are being encroached upon, and you need pi- the water tables in some places. You need pumps to keep basements dry and well, such. And one industrial of, one of the things facilities. one of the things that uh, uh, that I've noticed over time, because I you know I've owned a few of these pump companies, is that they tend to disappear into. Uh, larger conglomerates because it's a nice business. That you own a operating... pump company now, Vern? I do. So do you have a conflict of interest? I might. Don't you think you ought to disclose that? Well, okay, all right. So I own this stock. You mm-hmm. own this stock? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's got to come out up front. What kind of show do you no, think we're running uh, here? No, we, we warn people that we might have undiscussed. Right. Uh, my God. Yeah, they're my supposed God. to be when, suspicious. Oh, my. I think you just... But well, well, listen to the case for the stock. There, the All last right. 10 years, the operating margin's been between 10% and 15%. Last year, it was 14 Value Line thinks, you know, because of uh, cyclical pressure on revenue, uh, that'll go down a uh, couple hundred basis points. Looks like their revenue forecast is down ten or twelve percent. I, you know, I don't know what you're reading, but that's uh, in hearing. But that's a pretty modest decline in the industrial world for this year. They think then sales will bottom out and flatten in 2010, yeah. and then start growing again. It's kind of a guess, the really. Ret- oh, sure, it. the, but it's an industrial product. But um, I think you've got good waste wastewater and water. Of course, we talked about construction. At least in the United States, has got to be much closer to a bottom than it is to a mid, mid-cycle. Well, you'd hope so, uh, wouldn't you? Industrial and petroleum. It says original equipment, agricultural, fire protection, like and that. HVAC uh, as their biggest market. So very diverse. Plus all that stuff wears out, so there's a replacement business so in there a, somewhere, if, right? So if I'm a company out there that's decided I want to have three or four legs of different businesses for diversity's sake, here's a, here's a pump company I can buy that will instantly put me into, I guess, a every value? major... I'm just, it says 18 times earnings. Oh, yeah, it says 18 you, times your earnings. Your heart's not in this one, Vern. Oh, I'm no, not hearing no, I, the story. I own this. Yeah, you want, the, uh, you're trying to get us to like it so you can sell into the into the stomp, the, you know, stampede oh, to buy it. Thank you. I'm on I to have you. More I'm, eth- on I'm more you, ethical Brenda. than that. All right. There's uh, a $360 million market cap because the stock's up to uh, 2160 It closed on Friday, yesterday. Uh, today, it's Friday. Um, add add a there little bit of debt, and then subtract the cash from the balance sheet, and I've got an enterprise value of three hundred thirty-five million dollars. Is what it would cost to buy out anybody who had a financial interest in Gorman Rupp, buy the whole company right now for three thirty-five. Um, value Line's looking for EBITDA this year, which, by the way, look at this, Vern. I mean, You're Val. Vern. I'm Vern. Yeah. Uh, look, Val. It there's a mention here in the Value Line. Analyst, a little write-up about Gorman Rub. Finally, the operating margin is parenthetically EBITDA. We finally have our confirmation, so we have confirmation on that. that we've been interpreting this correctly. Wait, thank you, Michael Shea. Michael Shea. Yeah, Michael J. Who Shea. Must be covering pump companies page. and other industries. You don't have your page number on there. No, I don't. Well, how are we going to know what page it is? This is the only one of his stocks that I'm talking uh, about. Page seventeen twenty-three, Michael. Okay, Shea. so. Um, there's uh, apparently, as you would expect, because they serve infrastructure-related markets, uh, that there's uh, you know, some expected benefit from the uh, domestic stimulus package. Uh, return on capital has improved in recent years uh, back to mid-teens, where it had been back in the 99-2000 period. We were talking about valuation with uh, the value line analysts 
forecast for 37 million of EBITDA down from 47 a year ago. Uh, it's a nine times enterprise value valuation with the business under pressure. If I look at it on a trailing basis using last year's 47 million of EBITDA, a number that illustrates what the company can earn. In a it's peak only year. A, it's only a seven time. Right, but uh, okay. it may well be. I mean, we're going down faster than we ever I own have. a pump maybe company we'll go, myself, Franklin. We'll I've faster. talked about it. I don't know. They weren't in this issue, so hmm. I'm with you. I'm not sure why Gorman Rupp is, but... Uh, it's it, hard to make that sound interesting to a listener, though. Well, I, you know, it's a, it's a mechanical device used to... You What's know, their logo? Is it like a like a dragon or something? Rump? I don't know. The symbol's G R C. They need a little so marketing. Get a marketing I, department. I, you know, it's probably a G and an R kind of. Uh, All right. Uh, it just sounds know, interwoven boring. or whatever. It's boring, but um, you, you, you know, you've got some time. I'm up about twenty percent in the stock. Are you? So, yeah. not, thanks for disclosing it midway through your presentation. It's nice. Well, I'm not. I'm not a seller now. Oh, uh, I wouldn't be good recommending it if I were. Mm, okay. Okay. I have some. Well, you ethics, wouldn't. Please. When would you then? Okay. Um, I would after I had. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> Next stock. Can we move on now? Sure. Okay. Um, you own this one. You want to continue the uh, the <laughs> well, uh, cross examination? Or I don't. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about. I disclosed. Okay. Well, you've talked before. I, I don't disclose I don't... immediately if I own a stock. Okay. All right. So I was a little slow right. in the disclosure. Okay. So I've got a couple other stocks here, both of which have uh, value lines showing a 4.3% dividend yield in both cases. Uh, the stocks are both oh, – one of them is up. The other isn't. So I probably have yields here between 4 and 4.3. Hillenbrand and Snap-on. I told you I was going to talk about Snap-on. First, Hillenbrand. Boy, talk about a boring company. They, they make caskets. Um, they own Batesville Casket Company. And if you don't know – don't know them. They're the market share leader in caskets in this country. They also make containers and urns uh, for, for people who are cremated, which is gaining boring. share at the expense of caskets. I don't think that's boring. But Vern, they've got products. That's your final getaway. No matter how final you're going to have your remains handled, Exciting. they have a product to, to take care of it. And as the baby boom moves into its uh, later years and then starts dying off in massive ways. Your eternal home. Um, their business will find long-term growth from where we are today as long as they don't lose market share or pricing. Well, here's the, big, the biggest problem is well, just of, the, de- the rate of growth of deaths as a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. So right. number of deaths times market share, there's yeah. your business, right? It's slower than population growth Well, here's the value. because the population grows. Right. We're the same. You wouldn't have population growth, right? So that's my issue. You have a below... Uh, population growth business. And then it's just a matter of pricing. And uh, I have owned it before. It's stable. It is like a bond in that regard. Utility so, is the yeah, word, you see, that oh, I wrote at the top. Okay, it's a, uh, so basically, this is like buying a utility with very low correlation to you know uh, general economic trends. Uh, Value Line doesn't rate it because it's only been trading as an entity with the symbol HI since sometime in early 2008 but the stock went you know outperformed the market basically over a uh, you know what almost a year and then gave it all back in the next 6 months maybe less and i think this is probably a good time to get in because it's probably going to trade in a narrow relative range and it'll you know people will get bored with it they'll get out of it it'll look cheap people get back into it uh, the yield is very attractive 
Um, there were buyers in the stock. In you know, insiders were buying when the stock was higher than it is right now, around seventeen and a half bucks. Dividend looks secure because why would their earnings go down a lot and their uh, the payout ratio is below fifty percent? I have a seven point three enterprise value to EBITDA multiple. As you point out, not a lot of growth. But last in the March quarter of this year, when you know the economy and you know the financial turmoil and all that kind of thing, their top line was down 10%. Uh, and according to Value Line, they recently resolved a couple long-standing legal issues in their favor in the quarter as well. And that might be a reason that the stock could be expected to outperform in the short term, like it had at least some short history of doing in the past. Snap-on, I think we've talked about in the past, you know, SNA. I like that Hill there's and Brand. A, there's a risk issue at Snap-on, which is, uh, you know, the, um, you know, part, a bit, as part of the uh, GM and Chrysler bankruptcies, a lot of dealers have been forced out of the new car business. Now, uh, if they're going to stay in business, many of them will, I think, stay in servicing the existing fleet. But nevertheless, there's a question about how many do we have still have a mechanic shortage, or is the mechanic shortage been a, an illusion created by having too many places that you could have your car worked on? So there's a growth question here. But current management has really turned things around. I have uh, I have a six and a half EBITDA multiple. You know, for a company like this and a franchise like this, I you know I speculated eight times. It would give me a stock uh, between 55 and 60 bucks. Up from 33 today. That's you know better than a two-thirds move. In the meantime, again, my payout ratio below 50% here, yielding uh, more than 4%. So there's some capex risk. There's some question about how big the you know what population growth of this kind of equipment will be. This is mechanics tools. Um, Harris uh, Fidelity and Lord Abbott have disclosable positions. That's good company to be in. A um, couple sellers recently. With the stock under pressure, I'm not sure what that's about, but you guys think you, anybody really ought to take a look at Snap-on. Very high quality name in their little niche of uh, the industrial vehicle repair world um, at a time when people probably are, uh, you know, letting their old car age before they get well, a my, new car. My cousin is a dealer. Is that it's, right? It's, it's 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 doing well. Okay, for they're, the people that are in, having their big Vegas convention the right now, they're all out in Vegas. So uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over to my esteemed colleague. Val Hughes. Beverage break. Oh, beverage break. Yep, beverage break. Okay, well, Vern, thanks a lot <sighs> for that introduction. Uh, I've got, uh, well, first couple, I want to. A couple pretty good ideas there, huh? Who knows? Who knows? It's just a guessing game. Well, we're out at the cabin. It's a, it's a beautiful. We're doing the show in the morning this week because, again, logistics. Ah, you've ratted and, me out. Uh, why? Does no one well, know you're my, here? I was, you, know, you, you heard me stumble over what day it was. and That just seemed normal for this time of day. Yeah. So I didn't think of that as you trying to Thank obfuscate you. I appreciate anything. you being <laughs> gracious about it. Uh, th- so three ideas uh, on the heels of a pretty good week in the market. So value guys are feeling pretty good. Pretty smart. You know, to the extent that in January we felt uh, in the shop like uh, astrologists doing a lot of work that really meant nothing, but we thought it did. <laughs> To uh, were, they were validated. So high earnings yield companies have been doing well. Companies that had debt but got through with adequate coverage have done well. It's been a good period to be a value investor. Um, but, you know, there's still some value. 
Thank goodness. They're oh, always... Absolutely. Look at those multiples. What? Well, there's a couple. So with that in mind, where's the value, you might say? You know, how do I get in on these big moves that people are seeing, like Office Depot or, you know, Triple, these high-debt companies that have come off the lows? Here's one that has not yet recovered. <laughs> it's, it's called GenCorp. Ticker GY. I missed that yeah, one. Page seventeen. I guess I, I just didn't get the stock, to it. A lot of stocks were up last week, and so it's the, a five PE the, for real. You're giving away my story, <laughs> Vern. That's right. Sorry. It's five times earnings. The stock's at two twenty-four. Um, they have thirteen dollars a share in sales. What these guys do is <laughs> they manufacture propulsion. Electronic surveillance systems for aerospace and defense. They make a little something called the Atlas V rocket <laughs> uh, motor housing, which I don't know a lot about this area. I mean, I don't know that it's rocket science. Maybe it is. But um, they're probably important for getting things into orbit. That's mainly what you use rockets for. And so their business is very lumpy. Um, but at the at the moment, they've got... Uh, you know, cash flow of a buck, stock at 220, capex of 45 cents. So free cash flow, some kind of free cash flow is 50 cents. Stock at two, that's four times. Um, their share count has been relatively stable. Um, they've got um, a fair amount of debt, but it's uh, and that's kind of the problem here. It's covered one times. It's seven times EBITDA, which if I do the inverse is a 14% cash on cash return. Uh, Value Line thinks there's going to be uh, 6% sales growth, but who knows? They've got stuff in defense. One asset they have that's worth looking at is they own 12,000 acres near Sacramento, California. I just did a little math. If that's worth $10,000 an acre, and I don't know how much land costs in Sacramento. Evidently, they're trying to get a zoning change. But that's worth $120 million. So with $60 million shares, that's 2 bucks. So they've got a big chunk of land, 13 dollars in sales there's a bunch of business that's with the government and the government may squeeze the life out of you but they don't put you out of business because they need you there for their next atlas five rockets so it's very interesting uh they've got to come up with 280 million to refinance something next year i'm obviously very people are concerned about that but at four times earnings you got to take a look at least pull up to 10k or something and make your own choice but if you don't want to do any more work but listen to me, I'd take a flyer. I'd put half a percent of your position in this and then just come back to it in four years. Either the ticker will say, uh, <laughs> not shown, or you'll have something that's up a lot. Who knows? Okay, next up, and I don't Did own... you say anything about what the balance sheet looks like there? Yes, I did. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. It's. Uh, I must have Well, one times coverage, you may have... They've got four hundred million. One one times coverage yeah. of interest. Right. Yeah. They've okay. got four hundred million dollars in debt and one hundred twenty-five million market cap. <laughs> uh, the book value is more like twenty-five million. So they're wildly levered. My thesis on this is really: government not going to let them go broke. They make the Atlas V rocket. That's my theme. All right. Next up, National Presto. And you probably want to do a little more work on that. Ah, just. We're at the cabin. I can't get comfortable here. Okay. National Presto, NPK, page 1774. And as longtime listeners know, I like to give the page numbers. I don't recall you giving any page Are numbers. Are you doing Vern. them in page number order? Yeah, people know that. Where have you been? 
NPK. Now, in a break from I'm, tradition... I'm using the ticker symbol okay. as the indi- yeah. indexing yeah, system. You change for every mine. week. Who knows? Uh, in a ch- shift from tradition, this stock, National Presto, and if you didn't know, the GenCorp I just talked about, that's not a highly rated stock by Value Line. <laughs> but National Presto is rated 1. I don't know when I last did a one. It's rare we're in sync. The reason we're in sync now is the stock's been up a lot. Oh, it's been um, crushing the market for almost a it's, year. It's, uh, you know, it's well, it pulled back in. But yeah, the a recent little bit. Move, it hit a low of forty-six recently. It's at seventy-four. Here's what I like about them. Um, first of all, they're three and a half times EBITDA. So I've got a market cap of about five hundred million. They have no debt like that. Wow. Okay. They got $150 million in cash. What is that per share? $3? Uh, no. Yeah. That's they've okay. got, it's uh, not that much. They've got $6 million common shares. So that's like, uh, what? No, 6 That's 20, 20 bucks. Right. $20 All in right, cash. So it's really I'm a trying fit- to work oh, through some I'm math sorry. here. here <laughs> I'm get, just trying yeah, to help shepherd you You're not you helping. Along. You are not okay. helping. I'm, I've got a, my own I'll just shepherd. sit under this tree yeah, over here. That'd be great. Okay, look. Three hundred and fifty in uh, enterprise value, a hundred million in EBITDA, which we now have confirmation from because of Michael Shea. So I can multiply the operating margin times sales. We've been assuming that's EBITDA. Now we know it is. So that's about a hundred million, three hundred and fifty of EBITDA, three and a half times. That's Vern has actually gone <laughs> sitting in a chair across the room. It's more uh, comfortable over here. All right, what have you? Um, and so what do they do? Well, this is the pots and pans company, and, you know, that's not a great be- business. They used to earn low single-digit returns, commodity, etc. But over the last five years, these guys have been accelerating their uh, business, their sales, to where 50% of their business is now defense. They're making ammunition for the Defense Department, producing, <clears throat> and I'm just reading value line, precision, Precision and electromechanical assemblies, medium caliber cartridge cases, etc. Uh, who knows? But you know the government's not giving this stuff away, so I'm sure a big press to make no one can hear you, Vern. So it's just dead air when you talk. Um, you're too far away. Um, so I think they're getting economies of scale from the growth of their defense business, and that's creating higher margin opportunities and higher returns. They're now earning mid-teens on capital. Vern's back now, ladies and gentlemen. Mid-teens return on capital um, up from 6% five years ago, and it looks like that's moving forward. You know, margins keep jumping higher. They must be making better ammunition than other companies because they're gaining a lot of share. The market's not giving it a lot of credit because they think the government could obviously take that business away any time. we're sending more and more soldiers to Afghanistan. I just, I think ammo, you know, it's sort of number of soldiers times how much ammo they use, and the number of soldiers is not going down. They're obviously competitive. Right. And I think they're obviously competitive in winning that business because um, they're uh, they're winning more and more of it. And their returns are going up. Yeah, exactly. Now, there is a 30% owner here. Someone named Mary Jo Cohn owns 30%. Royce is in with 12%. Barclays, who I don't know those people. Um, But Royce is pretty smart division in leg mason now and uh, you know the copy here basically says that 
they've had recently good results, but that in the future they might not have good results. The fact is, you know, who knows? They've got to get in there and win business from the Defense Department. Well, the results they have could be cut in half, and your EBITDA multiple would still be seven. That's, yeah, very good point. So I like this. National Presto, NPK. Are they earning the Zicker, dividend? Uh, yeah, seventy yeah, percent payout right down here at yeah. the bottom of the value line yeah. table. That's good to ask and answer your own questions, Vern. Uh, okay, Valmont Industries, page seventeen eighty four, ticker VMI. Valmont, I'm attracted to basically uh, on valuation. It's fourteen times earnings for a company that's putting up mid-teens returns on capital. Uh, they have twelve times interest coverage, so I've got no financial issues here. Uh, and again, I'm in sort of agreement with Value Line. They're ranking this too, so it's unusual. Uh, Value Line is uh, obviously momentum-driven in many ways, and this stock is coming off a 37 low. It's now 73. So what's the symbol? I said that uh, 30 seconds ago. No, you didn't. Vern. Yes, no, I no, did. You you'll didn't. hit. You'll listen I to the tape. I was listening. VMI. To you'll listen to the show. Okay. Um, and at that multiple, I think for what you're getting here, you know, a company that can earn 20% return on equity. Very strong balance sheet. It's eight times EBITDA, which is higher than I like to pay. That's a 12% cash on cash. But even Value Line thinks they can grow 11%. That gets me into the low 20s. What these guys do, and I've known them a long time. I owned the stock 20 years ago. I uh, don't own it now. But they, used, they came out of the agricultural industry irrigation, long tubes that are well organized uh, with all kinds of engineering for weight and movement and durability and maintenance costs. And they've taken that into other industries. So now they make piping for lighting and traffic. And that whole infrastructure is going to be redone with LED lighting over the next 20 years. They're going to undoubtedly be in on that. Uh, wind towers use these kinds of things. There's your big growth driver. Well, there's a lot of guys in that. Um, but they're competitive. They're, they're in there with a good product. They're earning mid-teens operating margins, which to me... Uh, keeps people out at their economies of scale. It's very hard to compete with them and earn a margin when they can earn 15%. And they're earning, uh, you know, mid-teens returns on equity in a slowdown, 18 to 20 at the peak. Stock is, uh, I think, attractively priced right here, Valmont VMI. Uh, what else can I tell you about it? A couple I insider. I wanted to make a couple what? points about couple. two of my stocks. What? It's too late for you that. You have any Vern. time to no, let we me don't. back in. I don't. You I just don't. sounded like you were. Well, we're not going to go back to old stocks. I'm not done with this one, am I? They recently got. It sounded some... like you were. Well, you're talking me out of that now. I, uh, I, I. What? What do you have? What do you have on this? Well, I, on. I had forgotten that I wanted to recommend everybody we like to talk about you know how to use the value line product and one of we the important one of the important things is always to take a look at the what they call cash flow per share and compare it to capital spending and i saw a couple things here i thought were interesting one is when we were talking about hill and brand the, the casket company they have no capex and so that's very attractive to me that i can participate in this utility and they don't they, they, okay, good. Yeah, Time's they don't up. Need my, uh, best oh, idea this week. You're right. Yeah, best idea this week for me is going to be uh, National Presto NPK. I'll go with Gorman Rupp that I own myself personally, symbol GRC. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and, the end. Okay, the end. Now it's the end. <laughs>